1: Welcome back to make you all daily presented by NFGM at Egross, Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth here with you coming up in about 20 minutes, Brad Spielberger with his weekly appearance to talk about week 15 of the NFL slate. Of course, we will uh, talk a little college basketball with Mike Rutherford uh, happening at the top of our number three. Uh, but for now, let's get to NFL survivor and we will start uh, Joe with discussing this notion that, okay, we are near the end of the regular season And for those pools that still have, say, a handful of participants remaining, now the question may start to pop up, is it time to divide the pot? Is it time to negotiate such things? So as far as how to figure out if now is the time to do that, and if you should do that, what are some factors to consider?
2: I didn't think we'd be having this conversation with a month of football left, right? Like if you go back, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just a few weeks ago, It was very chalky. And that's what we were talking about with point spreads. Uh, Favorites, favorites, favorites. And there weren't these crazy weeks. But then the last few weeks have happened. Like last week was the first and second most popular picks were both out. And there were a bunch of picks. Steelers, Packers, very popular in all pools. This past week that we're out Thursday uh, was the Steelers one. You know, the Trubisky with all these backup quarterbacks. You're going to have to land on some backup quarterbacks at some point when you've made 14 And 15 picks but you know we'll talk about the ones that that we address the most on this show uh first off mine it started with 1,721 we're now down to 12 okay 12 are alive in the circa which started with 9,267 so 1,700 to 9,200 they've got one more survivor isn't that amazing That they have 13 with over 9,000 people, minus 12 with over 1,700. Like, there are a lot of people saying with over 9,000 people, oh, it's going to be chopped up with so many people because so many people are going to go 20-0 and and make it all the way to the end. And I say 20-0 and because they have the Thanksgiving week and the Christmas week. No! There's a chance it ends before the end of the season for both of these Mm -hmm. pools. So a a lot of different scenarios uh, to discuss. So the value in the circa one with, you know, add all the payouts divided among 13 entries, the value of each uh, of each entry right now is seven hundred and twelve thousand each. Seven hundred and twelve thousand. But is that truly the value? Depends what you have left. You know, you can get into those conversations. In circa. You don't get payouts if you get near the end. Like, it's not even on the same stratosphere as far as payouts, but that's how I handle mine differently. I feel like if you make some sort of a deep run, you should be rewarded for that in some sense. So, like, Mm -hmm. yesterday I was paying out all the 13th place people, the 16 people that tied for 13th place. Like, it's something. At least you're getting, you know, a few hundred bucks or something uh, for your efforts. Like, in the circle one, you get eliminated, you get nothing. Get nothing. Mm -hmm. So, that's the tough part. Now, I know what Circa does do is they will take your bets if you're there. They will take your large wagers if you want to hedge out and take the other side. So you're probably taking the underdog in, in that. But once you start doing that, you've got to do it every single week if you're going against, against your pick um, to at least come up with some sort of a profit. So the big talk this week in the survival world is what about chopping? When do you chop? Because the last few weeks have been so crazy. Uh, with the 12 people that are in mine, I have not been approached by anyone about a chop, which surprises mm. me. That I thought by now, maybe it will happen before the, the games get going tomorrow. But I thought by now, down to 12, with all the eliminations we've had, um, there's been no discussion. And the rules that I set is, well, it's got to be a unanimous vote. There's no way that all 12 would vote for it. Mm-hmm. You know, people, they, they, you get you get overconfident. Mm. And you've got to remember to check yourself a little bit, too. Like I, I heard that Mitch and Paulie were talking about it, that there was one guy that was alive, quit his job. Like, mm. What are you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the chat. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on. I, I feel bad that Ryan Williams was eliminated right after he came on our show, but I did also <laughs> say don't take Pittsburgh, <laughs> but I did tell him don't take Right. Pittsburgh. Don't take Trubisky. Um. <laughs> But yeah, dog that too. <laughs> I, you know, it's a gambling thing. But you know, to me, it seems like once you start getting uber confident, I, I somebody I know, they like, if I win, can I come on the show? I'm like, sure. If you win my pool, you can come on my show. They were eliminated on Sunday. You know, I, I, once you start, like, it feels like people that once they start doing media, once they start getting confident, once they start talking about what they're going to do with all the money. It feels like they're just eliminated all the time. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Mitch and Polly talked about that too. There was a female real estate agent that uh, she was in it and then she got eliminated like last yeah. week too. And mm-hmm. I just, I think it's gotta be hard to get everyone to agree on the chop. But I think when it's like this close also like if you got eliminated last week and then you find out everyone decided to chop right after that, but you can't be included cause you were just eliminated. I would be a little depressed. I think that would be tough. A little.
2: I'd be very, <laughs> very depressed. I might be sick you know, to my
3: stomach. Yeah.
2: So it's also different. Like like in mine right now, if you chopped it even, you'd it, it'd be good. It'd be a really nice win. But mm-hmm. it wouldn't be life-changing money. Like in the Circa, if you chop it up right now, like I said, the value of each one is 712000 That's a totally different conversation. Totally Mm -hmm. different. Um, Just my guess, knowing how people's egos come in and some of the things that we were just talking about, if they were to have a conversation, those 13 people, I guarantee you there would be one, if not three or four, that would say, nope. I'm not shopping.
1: Absolutely. And, and I, wonder, I think what matters in this conversation is not just, okay, you know, it's life-changing money or a large chunk of change, whatever it is, but winning might mean more than anything else. The fact yes. that you got through this and that's your name on that cardboard check and your name mm-hmm. on placards and your name making the rounds and radio stations and TV stations, all that stuff, the fact that it's you who did all of that. That might be more satisfying than, say, the $9 million or whatever. But if you're chopping it up, then you lose that. Instead, you are just taking it and doing it for the money. And part of the allure of sports betting and part of the allure of survivor pools is winning. It has less to do with the money itself for some people. And that's why I'm not surprised at all, Joe, that you probably won't get a unanimous verdict, at least at this stage of the game. Maybe you get down to two or three, then maybe cooler heads prevail or whatever. Uh, but especially when it comes to Circa, you know, now some people mm-hmm. who are in it, like they're already making tons of money. So what's $700,000 going to mean versus the possibility of making $9 million And you won. And that sort of adrenaline boost is really hard to replicate in any other way. Yep.
2: That would change my career. Or the flip you know side. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd be that guy. I'd be that guy forever. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. There, there is that flip side. The, okay, what would you guys? You could guys...
1: go
3: into depression if you came in like second and got nothing. Oh yeah. my! And the in this guy who quit his job, like oh my
2: goodness! Like slow
3: Dude, down. That's
2: there's so yeah. much football left. So for them, because right. of the Christmas week, you still have to make five picks with the teams that you have left. You got to go 5 yeah. and 0 still. Good luck man. <laughs> That's yeah, not Christmas easy.
0: week two. So like circa yes. I'm down for a chop. Like mm-hmm. definitely down. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like pound of the table like but if if it's like going around to a vote, I'm a yes to a chop without thinking twice. Uh your pool I wouldn't say no, but I wouldn't be like like I'd be fine either way. Like I I'd, I'd be happy. No, no. Yeah. I'd say I mean, no right I'd be, now if I was
2: alive. Right. Why I like
0: that? I'd want to see the vote, I think. You know? If it was like well, if, if I was the one out saying okay. no,
2: then I might say yes. Would you do know. okay? Like in mine, so there's no Christmas week, so we got four picks left. That's true. Two people have San Francisco. If you have San Francisco, are you chopping?
0: Probably not. But I'm I will not. say this. No, but wasn't it last year, a guy still had like six entries left or something, or three of his six, and he put them all on one team. I forget who it was. Yes. He was one. He was a, Yeah, he put them all on one team, and they all lost. And that's kind of buying into this whole overconfident, you know, can't mm-hmm. lose play, which could be San Francisco this weekend. But I'm at, if I have San Francisco mm-hmm. on the board, I'm
2: absolutely using them. There were two different people that had two entries alive in mind last week. One person put them both on Pittsburgh. One person put one on Pittsburgh, one on Green Bay.
1: Oh. Oh. I prefer the latter, but still.
3: That's brutal, man. That's awful.
1: Awful. awful. Also, going back to the
3: Circa Chop – because you are mm-hmm. getting seven hundred and twelve thousand, it like to me, I'd also be thinking like, man, there's always next year. You can always like. I think Polly's gotten close before. From when I was listening to him, like, it's... if you're confident yeah. and good at this, you you still could be thinking like, hey, I got plenty other years to even make more money or win the whole thing myself again. I- I'll take the seven twelve k and run.
1: I can Buy get a
4: new
2: house, entries. and I could, and I could play it for free for the rest of my life basically yeah yeah yeah
1: exactly absolutely and then maybe be riskier next time who knows okay Uh, so here's the other uh, part of it
2: here's the other yeah yeah, i just want to add that like for me i'm willing to take a vote and and i will change the payout um circa does not share people's private information and i don't Mm -hmm. think they should so they're not facilitating this so you have to f- go out and find everybody that is still alive and negotiate something on the side. That makes it much more challenging. So, you know, you know, people alive, like Adam Burke who I've co he's been a co-host in this show many moons ago uh, when, when I didn't have a regular co-host. Uh, he's still alive. He had Cleveland this week. So I, how, are you going to track down all 13 people? Like, how are you going to do that? Social media? I don't know. I don't know how you facilitate this. So I would be surprised if something does happen at this point with 13 left.
1: Mm -hmm. So easy to say no to, Oh, I misplaced this phone number. I didn't know who this was. That was a telemarketer. So no, I completely agree. Uh, Real
0: quick. How about we talk about uh,
1: picks for this week and who we would consider uh, if we were still in survivor pools, uh, who would make a whole lot of sense here. Yeah. Um,
2: By the way, Uh, At least in mine, a lot of people have Philadelphia left, 8 out of 12. And uh, Philadelphia has has the New York Giants next week. So that's Hmm. what people are trying to get through this week, most people, to use Philadelphia next week. And that that will be the popular play. And then, you know, obviously you could be through week 16. Um, This week, yeah, if if you're one of those few people with San Francisco, you're obviously using them against Arizona this week. Uh, dolphins are all used up. Would anybody use the Chiefs if you had them right now? How do you feel about using the Chiefs at New England after this check story comes out and the way the Chiefs are playing? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if, if it's great. a pool where I have to pick for Christmas, I I don't know. Like I probably would not because I still need to mm-hmm. save a team or two for that. Uh, but if I still had the Chiefs, I probably would. I probably would. At some point, you are just better than your opponent. And while there can be emotional arcs to all of this, where maybe the spread is too big, the Chiefs are the better football team. We, we can't lose sight of that.
2: The realistic options are the Rams and the Saints, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I've got two others that my model likes. Now, I've been also you know keeping track of picks I've made in previous weeks. Okay. But... As far as who I like, uh, my model likes Green Bay uh, at home against uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa as we Bay. talked about before, the injury report's going to matter a great deal. What's Christian Watt- Watson's status? That matters a lot. But this is also a defense that I think Jordan Love can beat with short passes and key spots, even if Watson isn't there. And I trust this Packers secondary enough to where if they are containing Mike Evans adequately, then – Bucks offense won't be able to do very much. There's also, you know, a warm weather team traveling to a cold climate. There are enough reasons why I think Green Bay can at least win this game comfortably.
2: Mm. Is anybody gonna go with <laughs> go against Easton Stick with the Raiders? <laughs> That's disgusting.
1: I think somebody's yeah. gonna do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. Someone will, but I would not. Mm-hmm. And I would talk them <laughs> off the ledge, or at least attempt to. That, that you you really want to put your trust in Aiden O'Connell, really? Yeah. Like that I know,
2: fall. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're playing terrible. They played poor, even though they won by a wide margin on Sunday. You've got to consider the Saints in fading Tommy DeVito. Great defense, mm-hmm. right? you know, very good defense. Like that's something DeVito hasn't faced yet. He hasn't faced a, a matchup like this, and uh, yeah. I would consider the Saints. The Rams are intriguing, Aaron, against the Commanders. Uh,
3: I love the it? Rams.
2: Yeah. that's we Go there. Like, nobody's used the Rams this year.
3: I think it's a smart move. I mean, they are a team that's trending up, and the Commanders, it's falling apart for them. I would be surprised. Yeah.
2: How are they stopping Cup and Puka, right? That's what I just go back yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Into the line, yeah. Even Kyron Williams, like there, there are going to be ways that that's going to be really difficult. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Brad Spielberger tells us if the panic surrounding the Miami Dolphins is premature. It's right here on the BetQL Network.
0: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM
4: on the BetQL Network.
1: Learn more at Marines.com.
2: This is BETQL Daily presented by BET MGM from BETQL.
1: Welcome back to Make You Well Daily presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And it is Wednesday and you know what that means. It is time now for Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus. Brad, thank you so much for joining us as you do each and every week. Let's get started with talking about where the panic level should be for the Miami Dolphins after losing that game on Monday night. Do you feel like that there's value to bet on, say, the Bills to win the AFC East? Do you think there's value in, say, backing the Jets on the money line at plus 350? Is Miami falling apart?
4: Yeah, there's the concern level should be fairly high. I mean, you're talking about a team that – I thought this was a perfect matchup against the Tennessee Titans. They don't have Jeffrey Simmons. They lose that element of physicality on off uh, on defense. Um, and then Tyreek Hill goes out of the game, and I think it bolstered his MVP case because they were incapable of moving the ball when he wasn't on the field. But then on the flip side, this Vic Fangio defense is supposed to take away explosives, turn the football over when teams are forcing it downfield – And Will Levis was kind of throwing it into double coverage and taking risks and doing all these things pretty much the entire night. In particular, those late two touchdown drives, when Miami miraculously, you know, went up two scores and and looked like they could have had one of the funnier backdoor covers of the year. But, But Miami didn't sustain a drive really all game, right? There was defensive touchdowns. There were turnovers that just gave them short fields. They should be concerned. There's, there's no question about it. The, the Bills' schedule is a gauntlet, but you still have Miami in a head-to-head on the schedule, um, and, and they are playing better football. They're, they're a favorite against a very good Dallas team for a reason. Yeah, maybe now is time to buy a, a, on some long odds for a Bills AFC's ticket.
2: All right, Brad. Uh, let's talk about the Bears. There's a lot of questions <laughs> here. I don't know where you stand on it. I want, want to get your thoughts. You know, they should have won at Detroit. And then we'd be talking about a four-game winning streak if they would have finished off that game. What are your thoughts on Iberflus? Is he safe for next year? This is a guy that everyone was saying is going to be out. He recently got his first NFC North in the latter stages of year number two. So is Iberflus going to be back? The, The one thing we don't know about the draft order. Every Sunday, everybody's checking the latest on Tankathon. Okay, where are we now with the draft order? Everything's changing but the one spot. The Bears are going to get the one because Carolina is is that bad. We know that. What do you do there? Are you uh, wanting to start the clock over on a quarterback? Go go get Caleb Williams or someone else and and start over there? Or do you move down and then, you know, maybe you get a Hall of Fame receiver. Maybe you get a Hall of Fame left tackle, something like that. What are your thoughts with the head coaching situation? Uh, What they're going to do with with the draft? and then. Also, like they're a three point dog and they're playing well against a a beat up Cleveland offensive line this week. So, uh, dump out all your Bears
4: thoughts. For sure. So I think the two are correlated, frankly. I think it's interesting to where, for Ibra Flus at first, let's say they don't have Carolina's pick. I think you're trending more and more towards him being safe because you make the case of, okay, his side of the ball has been really, really good the second half of the season. We're seeing growth from young players, recent draft picks. Kyler Gordon was good again. We hardly heard Amon Ross St. Brown's name. Javon Dexter starting to slowly make an impact on a week-to-week basis. Uh, the linebackers they signed in free agency that I'm sure the former linebacker coach Matt Eberflus pushed hard for both made a lot of plays. I think this was maybe Tremaine Edmonds' best game as a Chicago Bear potentially uh, against Detroit. He was everywhere. Jaquan Brisker led the NFL in defensive stops and solo tackles in this game. You know, in this week. So yeah, I think that all goes in his favor. And look, he also, I can tell you personally, never lost the locker room, never lost the culture. Players do like him. He's a tough, hard-nosed coach, and, and you know, they had the offseason stuff last year of getting in trouble for extra practices, whatever. Players love him. They do. I've heard that consistently, that has never faltered. However, I do think there's a scenario where you get the first or second overall pick and you're sitting there saying we are trying to maximize the rookie contract window of a Caleb Williams or a Drake may. And do we feel that Matty Berfloos is the guy to do that? And then maybe your answer to that question is no. um, and, And that forces you a different direction. So to pivot into that part, Look, I think Fields was good in this game. I think the throw on the crosser to Cole Komet was one of the best throws he's had the entire season. You know, a layered kind of a rifle, but a layered rifle, um, you know, in in the intermediate parts of the field was later on in his progression. I think he's trusting his protection way more, which obviously makes sense because they're actually protecting him now. And they kind of hadn't in his last, uh, you know, two seasons. So there's a lot of good there. And like I've come on this show and said, I you know like the Washington game to me wasn't all that impressive, and then he comes out and doesn't play well after that. I was impressed. I still though, this is where it's more just business of football, and just you you can't pass up the first or second overall pick with two very very good quarterback prospects. I, I get it. Yeah, get Marvin Harrison, get a bunch of future first. I get the the argument, but it's like you just don't know, and it can be terrible quarterback classes, or you never get back in that in that top spot again. I think you just have to – look, if Carolina was the third pick, I'd say, all right, take Marvin Harrison, take Joe Alt, and just build this thing around fields. But if it's first or second, which it's looking almost assuredly it will be, I just think Mm -hmm. you don't have a choice.
3: Well, now I want to ask you about what the commander should do because I think in many ways they're in a somewhat similar situation with Sam Howell. When I listen to 106.7 The Fan, it's the talk every day. Like, do we ride it out with this guy? Do we? Obviously, everyone assumes Ron Rivera's gone. They got the new ownership. What do you think they should do?
4: So, for them, I think you run the ticket in on a Joe Alter and Olu Fashano. I think you take the top tackle prospect on your board and you run that pick in as soon as you're on the clock. I mean, the receivers are phenomenal. Maybe you think you can trade down a little bit and still get one of those tackles if someone's trying to come up. But, you know, you have a Terry McLaurin, you have a Jahan Dotson. Sure, you could bolster that. But the protection just hasn't been, frankly, good enough. Charles Leno, honestly, a left tackle has been fine. But in his mid 30s now, a veteran player, a guy you're going to have to replace. So, Look, how you look at the first half of the season to now, over the first half, he had a pressure to sack rate above 20% in every game but one. He's now in the second half of the season, has had a pressure to sack rate above 20% once out of all of their games. Like he's been, he's showing market improvement in the main concern I had with him. And is he perfect? No, but And look, if they fall in love with the Jaden Daniels, like I'm not going to say it's a bad draft pick, but I do think for them, you've seen enough flashes to where you just add more around it. You obviously have five top 100 draft picks now. You bring in a new coaching staff. You bring in a new front office. um, And I think you try to make this work with Howell. um, But I guess you could go either way. that's, That's my thoughts, though. Brad, I know you and I
1: are data guys, but I'm going to ask you a little sentiment analysis uh, question or series of questions here. So Cam Newton, former NFL quarterback, uh, came out in an interview and called Tua, Brock Purdy, and Dak Prescott game managers. I want to ask you about Prescott here because (laughs) I am curious when it comes to voter sentiment if there are enough who believe that Dak Prescott is a game manager and if that will impact his MVP chances. And if he is still a game manager, could this be problematic when he's going up against uh, a couple of really good teams or, you know, a couple of two or three rather in the next three weeks against the Bills, against the Lions, against the Dolphins? What do you make of all of this game manager talk?
4: Yeah, I think the the label certainly does apply to a Tua Tagovailoa and a Brock Purdy. I also do think to a degree there's too much of a negative connotation on the term game manager where it still does require you to be a quick thinking, fast, accurate quarterback that can do things pre-snap to identify coverages and all that. Like it's not, you can't just drop anyone into that game manager bucket. We we label guys like that who have have lesser physical tools and abilities. Sure. I get that the ceiling is lower, but I think we also just kind of like pretend like the floor also isn't lower, um, you know, for, for the high upside guys that aren't game managers. So, I'm not really sure why Dak Prescott would fall in that bucket. Here, here's a good stat that, that uh, PFF Moo, uh, Timo, put out this morning. Uh, that The Dolphins were held, are, are, were forced to th- hold the ball for over 2.6 seconds in, in this game uh, against Tennessee. Their third game this season, they've done so. And they had a negative dropback EPA in all three games where they had to hold on to the ball for more than 2.6 seconds. They're the only team in the NFL that falls in that category. Everybody else is positive, and the Cowboys lead the NFL and drop back EPA when they hold the ball over 2.6 or 2.5 two seconds, excuse me. So, like, that alone, I guess, one stat right there. You said we're not going to do the, the the data nerd stuff, but I still found a way to, to <laughs> fold it in there. No, Dak Prescott is, you know, at times is it, it can manage games, but he can elevate an offense. He can make plays outside of structure. Um, I, I don't lump him in with Brock Purdy and Tua Tagovailoa much at all.
2: Uh let's look at Thursday night football. Uh Chargers and the Raiders you're going to have to bet it to get through it. Uh we were talking about uh, our favorite fades the rest of the season. I put the Chargers in there. There's no reason that we're going to see Herbert again and you've got all these injuries. It's there's going to be some tough spots there. Uh anything here, uh, the Raiders are a 3 point home favorite. Uh they didn't hit the scoreboard on Sunday against the Vikings. Uh what are you doing here, Cider total?
4: Yeah, like you said, going to have to bet it just, just to have it on the screen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with the Fade Chargers the rest of the way. I mean, probably no team has quit on their coach at this point more than the Chargers have with Brandon Staley. Like, we know other guys are getting fired, but um, I, I don't think these guys even care anymore. And, and frankly, you know, they're going to get a player way better than they should. And maybe they get their version of like a Jamar Chase when when he went to the Bengals. So there's some upside there. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders obviously did not score a single time, but that's against a a blitzing, aggressive Minnesota Vikings defense. The Chargers at at the moment kind of, you know, play a lot of, like, rush four and try to sit behind it because they're so bad in coverage and it still doesn't really matter. I think you'll get Devontae Adams. He'll get fed. He's obviously pissed off about this past game. So I'd probably look into, like, receptions props for Devontae Adams. Um, You know, I, I think that's the way you play it. Easton Stick, I do think will stare down at Keenan Allen and probably throw to him a ton as well. Like, I would look into the studs. Like, I know it sounds very reductionist and and obvious, but these backup quarterbacks, a lot of times when they come in, something I've monitored over the season, even more so than the starters, they just kind of pepper the top target. And they just, you know, oh, he's down there somewhere. I'll just trust that he's going to make a play. Um, So I'd probably play those angles with the, you know, dozen backup quarterbacks that are now starting the rest of the way. All right, what is uh, your favorite bet on the board for this week? Yeah, so I, I do like in that game, uh, or not that game. So uh, mention Minnesota, um, the Bengals. We talk about uh, a guy peppering his top option in Jamar Chase. I think the thing that's been interesting in Cincy is they're getting the ball out super, super quickly. And it's a, it's a very impressive screen game, getting Chase Brown, the rookie running back, involved. Um, even guys like a Tanner Hudson working in and, and catching some of those passes. And obviously your Jamar Chase uh, you know, plays and all that. I just think they're going to have a good answer and a good counter to all the pressure you see in Minnesota. And I assume it's Nick Mullins, might be Josh Dobbs. I don't really know. Um, But I think since he's defense has turned a corner, you have a healthier Chidobe Awuzie making plays. I think you'll probably get Cam Taylor Britt back for this game. And I don't think you'll see Justin Jefferson. I know there's been a positive prognosis, but why would they play him in this game? So uh, I I do like the Cincinnati Bengals minus three and a half there. Um, And then uh, one other one I'll, I'll, I'll mention that I do love. I'm checking to see. Sorry, this is bad radio. I'm seeing if it moved. Um, so I don't give out a bad line here. So it did not. Okay, so sounds a little crazy to take Desmond Ritter as a road favorite uh, at minus three at (laughs) Carolina. But, I mean, the Carolina Panthers are not in the same league as the other 31 teams at this point. I I mean, Mm -hmm. I think A.J. Terrell has played some better ball, gotten healthy in his own right. And I just, you watch that game. First of all, Bryce Young's completing like 45% of passes. He has zero touchdowns over the last three weeks. On third downs, he's completing like 30% of passes. And yeah, a lot of it is him. You also see all the incompletions. The, the, the corners are literally running the routes for the Panthers receivers. And they're just standing there swatting away targets. Like their pass breakups aren't even diving impressive. They're just like standing in front of the receiver. They're, they're, they're the worst team in the league. It's, it's, it's hard to watch. Give me Atlanta minus three on the road.
1: I like that. I, I even uh, was hesitant because my model said to uh, consider them for a survivor pick because they're going up against Carolina. So now I feel more comfortable uh, getting it out there. Uh, I guess I'm the Cowboys guy here today. So uh, Cowboys, Bills, Buffalo, two and a half point favorites as of right now for BetMGM with a total of 50 and a half. What do you like here?
4: Yeah, the total being super high kind of scares you off the long teaser leg. You're, you're, in theory, supposed to try to chase lower total games. You obviously get more value um, on teasers of that nature. At the same time, though, you know, I, I love the Bills. The teaser leg last week against Kansas City, we got 37 points in that game, uh, you know, because scoring isn't really a thing in the NFL in 2023. So I guess you could play it that way. Um, look, the Buffalo offense is has been and is a, a very, very good unit. And I, and I do struggle with, like, their ability to attack over the middle is going to be a problem for Dallas. You've had Marquise Bell step up, the safety turn linebacker, and been really good in coverage, been an asset for them. But now with Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, you're going to see a ton of 12 personnel. They're going to throw out of it a ton. You're going to see a lot of James Cook like you did against Kansas City. So I'm not even sure if I'm playing a side or total here. I think I'm attacking the middle of the Dallas Cowboys defense for the Bills offense um, and then for Buffalo Uh, You know, Micah Hyde probably not going to play in this game. I think they're all going to give up some explosives. I would lean Brandon Cooks Mm -hmm. in this game on the outside um, as a guy. And and, I mean, and CeeDee Lamb, of course, Matt Milano. but, (laughs) But I like the outside downfield passing attack for Dallas.
2: Brad, 30 seconds. If you had to bet it, would you take the Chiefs minus nine and a half or take the points with Belichick on his way out the door?
4: As crazy as it sounds, why should Kansas City be laying nine and a half points on the road against anyone? I mean, like they Mm -hmm. shouldn't. Their defense is great, uh, so the Patriots might not score. So maybe your argument is like, all right, they'll win 10-0. That's your case. Uh, But, yeah, I, I would go Patriots, and I feel insane for saying that, but I would. That's all right. I agree. Just hold your nose. It's okay. Brad Spielberger of PFF, thank you so much for your time. We
1: always appreciate you dropping by. This is Beck Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, which lines for week 15 are sharpening and which are headed in the wrong direction? That's right here on the Beck Network.
2: This is BetQL Daily presented by
0: BetMGM from BetQL.
1: Welcome back to Becky Well Daily presented by Ben MGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Uh, coming up at the top of hour number three, we've got Mike Rutherford joining us to talk a little college hoops. And uh, we just came off of talking with Brad Spielberger from PFF, who uh, previewed week 15 of the NFL Slate Force. If you missed our podcast, please make sure to check. Well, you missed that episode or that segment rather see if I can say this. If you missed that segment, please check out our podcast wherever you podcast. See, I do know the English language. Um, Mm -hmm. But apparently, uh, Paul does not know the Portuguese language as he is trying to uh, pitch the notion of going down to Brazil for a football game. So might I recommend a little Rosetta Stone or uh, some sort of language software that you can learn in the meantime?
0: Obrigado. Obrigado. Thank you so much. That's all right. I right. We're working on some things. I got to see what happens. I don't know what your pitch today. is.
1: I don't know
2: what it is. What's the pitch? It's okay.
0: that
5: he has sure. a guy. Were you not
2: listening? Like, do you not
0: need, like, a tour guy? A guy for what?
2: A guy for He's everything. A guy.
0: <laughs> what do you mean a guy for what? A guy what for you everything? You're going to go into Sao Paulo no, blind?
2: If you're a radio, <laughs> like, what does, what does a radio station need a guy for is what I'm asking you.
0: I think cons Who's going? Personally.
2: Well, oh, I would okay. assume,
0: wouldn't you send a show? No? Would you not? If you're not the flagship? This show?
2: Probably not. Mm-hmm.
3: Hopefully they,
2: mm. maybe I shouldn't say that. Mm. Say
3: it. We <laughs> can, we can, we, we can do think you that. It. Just say it.
1: <laughs> if you <laughs> ever say that out loud, now I'm waiting with bated breath.
0: The Bears are plus three and a half against the Browns. I feel like, you know what? How about a BetQL remote show from Sao Paulo, Brazil? Regardless of the game, I think that makes sense. Yeah, we can't even get to Vegas. (laughs)
2: We're not for the Super Bowl. I don't. But the the real
0: is getting like pretty great exchange rate for the dollar. I'm just
2: saying, like, okay, Uh, what's why you got a
0: guy in Brazil?
2: What's the number one reason you would want to go? Have you been?
0: No, it's the one place I didn't get The women. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's what I was, wow. I mean,
2: if you're asking me, that's the answer. Happy one calls. year.
5: See ya. I'm going to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Right. It's not even.
1: Sorry. But boy, I will not want...
3: need you to come with me. <laughs> yeah. I'll be a uh, soltero <laughs> for that it one. would
1: be preferred Work if. if... <laughs> Work trip.
0: Yeah. That was... I want so, to get. There. Well, technically, the... I was in the country, actually. So, yes, but, like, more like the Amazon area, not so much like Rio or Sao Paulo. It's a big country, man. It's tough to get to a little bit. It's, like, it's on its own
1: over here.
2: You'll go. Since it's on your list, there's no doubt. Like, a lot of people, they want to go to certain places before they die. Like, you don't know if you'll get there, but you will. You've been to so many (laughs) places. Why would you not? I mean, he has a
3: wine suitcase, for crying out loud. That's this guy doesn't he mess might? around. Mm-hmm. What are you talking yeah. about? A wine suitcase. The, like, he, he's ready really? to travel. To the, say The less. one specifically
5: for bottles. We had a whole conversation I lobbied about for yeah. one I may not thing have been on here. the
0: wedding registry, and it was this. It was the wine suitcase. And we put it to good use oh. in Portugal. Let me tell you that. And although the who original plan to? is to use uh, two of her friends who think I'm kind of out of my mind. Weird. But... <laughs> They're like, fine, we'll bite the bullet on this, this is lunatic. But, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, you could use it for anything. You can oh use it for Mezcal. You could use it for whatever. I mean, there's different, like, rules and regulations for what you can bring back. But, you know, sometimes See, but, global entry But Paul will use there. this.
2: Paul will put this, yeah. that gift to use. I used I it, it immediately
0: costs, but... on our honeymoon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How many does it hold? Twelve, I believe. It's pretty good. Yeah. Wow, well, that's a good number, man.
0: Yeah. Mm. Port. <laughs> so he's brought back some port too.
2: Port. That's,
3: that's oh, interesting. Port is don't delicious. Think I've had any,
2: yeah, I don't think I've had any since we've been back. But you drink so, wine every day. I could no. see you having wine at the most dinners. No. No, during the week try to like throttle back a little bit. But like,
0: thing is, <laughs> try to. Yeah, like towards throttle. the end of the week. Ah, Sometimes a Wednesday, but like a Thursday, be like, all right, let's open a bottle of wine. The thing is, though, uh, maybe this makes me a wine snob. I don't know. After day three, like that a bottle is open, like, no, like red wine. So
3: I'm the same way. The problem with wine is uh, unless you drink the whole thing, it's like, okay, well, now I got to drink tomorrow night because I didn't finish the bottle last night. And all of a sudden you're drinking Uh every night. Also,
5: it's Christmas. (laughs) It doesn't count right now.
1: Right. That's like, this true. is a holiday Yeah, party the calories don't add up right now, Do it. does it? Yeah. The whole winter, yeah.
3: like red wine, it's like you're cozy. It's
1: Throw on it's a okay, fire. A
5: Listen, I'm like yeah. hand up. I'm making hot toddies every night, all right? I'm putting on a movie. I'm making a hot Ooh. toddy. It's great. It's easy. I love it. There's a. I saw a guy on TikTok made a formula that you subtract the degrees, like how cold it is, from like ten, and then you divide by four. So like seven beers equals like three during the winter. It's just I, how I, it works. I'm
0: trying to use math in my head, but I'm I'm here for it. I'm on board.
2: Is they how boy you it Celsius it now? from
3: Fahrenheit? What
5: what
2: Correct. movie are you watching?
5: It just depends. We're we're cycling through a lot of. Different things right now. Might might dip into the Harry Potter catalog tonight. I do want to. I've been watching this really Ew. weird show on Netflix called Six Feet Under. It's so bizarre, but like I'm weirdly into I it. Like I don't know. No one cares about this.
4: Six it's Feet weird. Under,
1: the family with Are you talking about home? the one that? Is that is the family show on HBO was, or is this something different? It was
5: on yeah. HBO. Yeah, the Funeral Home. Yeah. show. it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's yeah. so bad, but it's, it's like weird. kind of. <laughs> it's it's so head. bad that yeah. it's good. <laughs>
2: He's acted like it's some underground show that nobody's heard of. Like that was very <laughs> wrong. He, I'm
3: 26, he probably, Joseph. He probably wasn't born when it came out. there. Yeah, I be may fair. Not have been. I think I was in yeah.
1: college. Have you guys heard <laughs> so, of this yeah, new show called The Sopranos? Probably 20
3: years ago.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. It's really good.
1: It it just Did got you watch Game left. of it's Thrones
3: underline. with your girl? Are you guys official? Like did you call her your girlfriend? Did you say I love you? Yeah.
2: Like, <laughs> where are we at?
0: Extra day? I mean, that's pretty official.
5: Uh no
3: one there board were seventeen Cops. questions
2: in that twenty second. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> No, there were more than two questions. That's, that's right? bad
3: journalism, by the way. You're not supposed to do what I just did. Uh, right. n- no on, nice no garter, on both
5: questions right. that Aaron just asked.
0: Oh, no. Okay. I got to the train station Girlfriend on time, but and... I still missed my train. I guess I'll come back. Yeah.
5: I mean, if no, I, we, if I said, said I love that you that after, one, after the second <laughs> trip, that'd be crazy.
2: <laughs> I mean, been, eight days
3: stay is a first? lot.
0: Are you going to be first, you
2: think? That's tough.
5: Historically, I am.
2: Oh, you're, Jake's a Oh, yeah, oh, big he's time. he's so cute. Big I time. Are you it. drunk? Are you drunk when you do it? Or no? Love no, I'm. I, mean, I love make.
5: You. I... <laughs> no. Again, historically, no. <laughs> they pressed up outside the glass at Cody's. Love you. <laughs> no. <Stop>. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> oh, Saturday wow. we were at Cody's. We made the. uh may have been a couple beverages in and we're like you know what and my one buddy we turn around and he's bought us all cody's hats As like that's hell, yeah. a merry christmas hell <laughs> yeah these things
5: are like 30 bucks a pop and like
0: did you tell right, them like this picture. is
2: the spot this is the spot jake
5: <laughs> hey i know this guy that you guys <laughs> Just, will probably never be, <laughs> but you'll never believe the story
2: about him. outside
5: this window <laughs> i'm sure of it
2: but well, there's this handprint yeah. it's still there <laughs> so, like, like <laughs>
0: titanic basically that joe's never seen
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: no handprints.
2: Jake's, Jake's usually first. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow.
5: I'm soft as hell, man.
2: What? That
5: was <laughs> unfortunate.
2: I won't say it. <laughs> won't it. Won't it. <laughs> you
3: weren't done. the last eight days.
5: Oh, <laughs> thanks for spelling it out, Aaron. <laughs> spelling it out for everyone. <laughs> I could feel the gears turning in Aaron's head, like, should I say it? And then just making the decision to go for it.
1: Anyway. Oh, boy. That's amazing. I digress. Should we go to line moves (laughs) now? Or should we stick to (laughs) it? Oh, no. Is there soft lines out there? Yeah, this this, this chat is uh, late night hours here. (laughs) Gosh.
2: Nobody's talking about it, oh, know, so it's a step up. Go ahead. Oh,
1: what, are we no. about? what the heck? Aardvarks. Uh, Jets, so, eight and a half. What are we doing here? Who are they playing?
2: Dolphins. Uh, yes, actually, I'm moved to nine now. I They're playing uh, the Miami Dolphins, okay. the
1: team that I uh, teased uh, to talk with Brad about. So
2: this is. Uh, oh my god! The, the look ahead was thirteen. I'm not even what right. the. The look ahead was 13 and a half on this game. And, and now we're at eight and a half. Eight and a half. What what is this about? Is this about Monday's performance? Is it about a hobbled Tyreek? Is it about people buying into Zach Wilson? Like what is what is this? Why such a change?
1: Do we believe that the Dolphins are just pounding uh you know bad opponents and now we, we start to respect the jets?
3: The song? It always happens with the Jets. Sorry. That's true.
1: That was Chelsea's cover. Right. Do you believe in the Jets? She's ahead
3: of her time, man. But, yeah, yeah, I think people are believing in the Jets. That's probably what this is, an overreaction to Zach Zach Wilson resurgence. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is working with him one-on-one, just turning things around.
1: Yeah, I'll bet against that. Yeah, Yeah. I will bet (laughs) against that. If that's the methodology, then it's a terrible methodology, and we need to be better than that. Um, what I find interesting, this is a total of 39 and a half. Like, we just mm-hmm. don't believe in this Dolphins offense anymore. Like, we just think, okay, you know, it's Tyree kill or nothing, and a Tyree kill isn't 110 and they're absolutely going to struggle. And I go, do we believe this? Like, the outside run game can still be very good. Maybe Tua can start to work with Waddle and some of the other guys. That is a suspiciously low total to me. If you believe in Zach Wilson, believe. Yeah, we
2: have we have a a Dolphins game in the thirties. We have a Chiefs game in the third and Mahomes games in, in the thirties. Like this is Amazing. the market screaming. We're not buying into these offenses at all. And, and the whole year has told us about KC. Like this is this is more recent about Miami. So is is matchup is part of it certainly. I think it has to be and just as awful as they were against Tennessee by the way a very soft defense so now you're going to be challenged by the jets and we saw how pre-injury stroud was wasn't able to handle that mess so mm-hmm. maybe they're, maybe they're thinking it's going to be something similar so i don't know man it's uh it was 34-13 when they played a few weeks ago and the numbers coming down it's tough to yeah. lay
1: it but you might have to with a warm weather climate, no doubt. This is BeckQL yeah. Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Mike Rutherford shares his favorite college hoops plays for tonight and beyond. That's right here on the BetQL Network.